0: welcome back to the fundamental hour this is the fourth week where we've addressed the topic is christ god and we've taught on it for three weeks and this will be our final lesson and i'd like to encourage you to realize that i am not giving you all the information on this subject there's more i could teach and more that i could give but i think uh What we've learned the last three weeks and what we'll learn today is enough that it should convince you and it should challenge you to read and study the Bible for yourself and try to learn as much as you can about this subject because like we saw in the book of 2 John um, when we read in the previous weeks that if we do not abide in the doctrine of Christ, we are not of God. The doctrine of Christ is very important. Who is Christ? What does the Bible teach concerning Christ? And it's not a simple subject. And I think it's very important that all of us understand the doctrine of who God is, the doctrine of how God does what he does, why God does what he does. These are things that man cannot conceive. These are things that man cannot fully comprehend. Man is completely of understanding what the scriptures teach or what they say, but he's just not capable of understanding how it is possible. I can't understand how God created the world. I don't know how he made trees and how he made human beings. And it's way beyond my ability to comprehend how he did it, but it's not beyond my ability to believe that he did it. And it's the, the the nature of God and the person of God is way far beyond my ability to understand. And I'm not going to try to simplify God. But what God says about Himself is clearly seen in the scriptures. And the Bible clearly teaches that God is a Trinity. He is God the Father, He is God the Son and he's God, the Holy Spirit, or as we saw in 1 John chapter 5, verse 7, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. So Christ is known, he's, he goes by many names. He goes by the Son of God, he also goes by the Word. So as we try to understand the doctrine of Christ and who Christ was, he can only be understood as the it relates to the teaching of the Trinity, that there is a Trinity. is a God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. Three persons in one. And in addition to that, we almost also understand that Christ is the God-man, that Christ came to earth. He gave up his deity. When we talk about deity, we talk about his divine nature, his nature of God. He gave that up, and He came and took upon Him the form of a servant. He took upon Him the form of a man, and He became the God-man. So not only is He part of a trinity, but He is the God-man. He is all God and all man. And because of this teaching that He took upon Him the form of man, it makes understanding what the Scriptures say about Christ Difficult or confusing if we don't understand this truth if you don't understand that he's all God and all man you won't understand what the scriptures say about Christ and I'm going to try to show some of that to you today but uh, many groups take the Jehovah Witnesses they do not believe that Jesus Christ is God they believe he is a God they believe he is a creation of God the Father. And if you were to go on the jw.org website, here's some questions they, that they ask on their website. They say, is the firstborn son equal to God as some believe? They ask that question. Is the son equal to God? They say that's not what the Bible teaches. They say, as we noted in the preceding paragraph, the son was created. They teach that Christ was created the bible teaches that he's the creator obviously then he had a beginning they say he had a beginning whereas jehovah god has no beginning we showed you in our second week that christ did not have a beginning he was before abraham he is the i am the self-existing one they say the bible clearly teaches that the father is greater than the son They alone is God Almighty. Well, we showed you last week from Revelation chapter 1 that the Bibles give the title, the Almighty, to Jesus Christ himself. Just as he said to his disciples, all power is given unto me. In John chapter 14, in verse 28, the scriptures say this, Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away. And come again unto you. If you love me, we would; ye would rejoice, because I said I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. So this is one of the verses where someone reading, if they're reading the Bible and they don't understand the whole of the Bible, if they only take this one verse, they say, "Oh, look, Jesus said the Father is greater than him." Ah. That means he's not God. That means he is a creation, not the creator. But yet, we saw last week over and over and over and again in the verses that we read from John 1, from Isaiah 9, 6, from Matthew 1.23, from I believe 2 Timothy three sixteen, we saw clearly that the scriptures say that he is God from Revelation chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. But here it says, the Father is greater than I. So is is the Bible contradicting itself? Is the Bible not a book we can trust? Does the Bible teach us in one place that Jesus was a man, a creation, whose Father is greater than him? Or does the Bible teach, like it says in other places, that he's the creator and that he is the Almighty? Which is it? It's both. Because Jesus... Is the God man. So if we look in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, the Bible says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. And he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. You see, these verses allude to the fact that Jesus is the God-man, equal to God, but he took upon himself the form of man and was made in the likeness of man, the form of a servant, and made in the likeness of men, and being found in a fashion as a man. So he who was equal with God took upon him the likeness of men. This is the teaching of the God-man. I want to read to you a statement that I found that someone else had written. I thought it was really good. The Bible says this, Jesus is both God and man, divine, that means God, and human natures in one person. In regard to his humanity... He is subordinate, that means he comes under the authority of God the Father. But in regard to his deity, his divine nature, he is the Father's equal. The mistake people make, like the Jehovah Witness church or the Jehovah Witness group, the mistake they make about Jesus uh, or that they take statements in the scriptures about Jesus as a human being on earth living in obedience to the father and they treat them as if they were about his eternal nature. You see sometimes in the scriptures when the bible is talking about Christ or he's talking about himself he is referring to his divine nature. At other times he is referring to his human nature. Let me show you from the scriptures this is not what I made up. This is what the Scriptures teach in Philippians 2. Being equal with God, He took upon Himself the likeness of man. He took upon Himself the form of a servant, the God-man. I'll give you some examples. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 2, the Bible says, And when He had fasted forty days and forty nights, He was afterward and hungry." He was hungry so in his humanity the Bible says of Jesus that he was hungry how could God be hungry God is a spirit God is is God doesn't eat like man eats but it says of Christ that he was hungry now if we go to John chapter 6 verse 35 Jesus speaking of himself he says this I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. So in one place, Jesus, it it, the Bible testifies of Jesus that he was hungry, and in a very another place, Jesus testifies of himself that he's the bread of life. The Bible even says that man cannot live by bread alone, but ever works out of the mouth of God. I mean, God is our sustenance. Jesus is the bread of life. And if we come to him, the Bible says we shall never hunger and never thirst if we believe on him. That doesn't sound like someone who's a creation. That sounds like someone who's the creator talking. In John chapter 19, verse 28, It says, after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. So like he said, he was hungry, he's on the cross, and he says, I thirst. But in his deity, in John chapter 4, and verse number 5, the Bible says, then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground, that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well. And it was about the sixth hour. And there cometh the woman of Samaria to draw water, and Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, how is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it, who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou would have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. So in his humanity, he said, I thirst. But in his deity, he said, I'm the one that gives living water. In one part, he's speaking from his human nature. In another verse, he's speaking from his divine nature. In John chapter 14 and verse 28, he says this. Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If ye loved me, ye would rejoice, because I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. Now in his humanity, he says the Father is greater than I. In John chapter 10, verse 30, he says this, I and my Father are one. So in one place he says the Father is greater than I, in another place, he says, I and the father of one, are one. And remember in John 8, verse 58, he said, before Abraham was, I am. So at times, Jesus presents himself as subordinate, as subject to God the Father. And at other times, he presents himself as equal to God the Father. Now, how can he do that? He can do that because he's the God man. He is the one that was equal with God, the Word, the second part of the Trinity that came and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. He is God who took upon him the likeness of man and became a servant and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And so at times he presents himself as a human, at times he presents himself as As God. In John 3. That all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father which hath sent him. Sometimes he operates from both natures. Together, but not mixed, when he says such things like this. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So he says, I am the truth, I am the life, I am the way, and no one comes to the Father but through me. In John 2.25, John 2.24 and 2.25, he says this, But Jesus did not commit himself unto them, because he knew all men, and needed not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man, speaking of his knowledge, of his omniscience. But then at another time in Matthew 24, verse 36, he says this But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. So in one place he says, Look, I don't need anyone to tell me anything because I know what man is all about. And another place he says, I don't know that, only the Father knows it. Why? Because he's the God man, he is God that became flesh. He is the one who was equal with God that took upon him the likeness of men. No one like him. In Luke chapter 2, verse 52, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So it's got him growing like we would grow and learning and increasing in wisdom. But in his... uh, in his deity, the Bible says in James chapter 1 and verse 13, it says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But in Hebrews four fifteen, 15, he says this, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. So the Bible says that God cannot be tempted. But yet it says of Jesus in Hebrews 4.15 that he was tempted like we were. How is that possible? How can he be God in one place and man? How can he talk about the fact that God cannot be tempted with sin in one place? And how can he in another place talk about being tempted like we were and still be God? It's because he's the God-man. Now, was Jesus a confused person that could not figure out who he was? Was he a prophet that couldn't figure out who he was? For anybody to say that Jesus was just a prophet is someone who certainly is not familiar with the Scriptures. Because if they were familiar with the scriptures, they would be familiar with all these statements he made about himself. One place he says, I am the I am. Another place he says, I'm hungry. One place he says, I'm the bread of life. Another place he says, I'm thirsty. One place the Bible teaches that God can't be tempted. Another place teaches us that God, that Jesus was tempted so was jesus just a confused individual a religious madman that didn't know who he was or was he the god man well listen to me friend if he was a confused individual that couldn't figure out who he was or anybody else was then why do you proclaim his name because if he is not the god man then he is not our savior and he is not the God man he cannot be our Lord and if he is not the God man he is a liar he is a pretender he is a counterfeit who took upon him all the attributes and the privileges of God when he's when the Bible says about him that he was the almighty he was the creator He was the one that was the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was the one that people bowed down and worshipped. Maybe we just need to take God's word for what it says. And maybe we need to realize that God's thoughts are greater than our thoughts. God's ways are greater than our ways. And maybe we need to take the word for what it says, that God is a trinity. One God, three persons... God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Who is that Son? Well, He is the Word that was made flesh and dwelt among us. He is the God-man. All God and all man. You said, I can't understand that. You're right. I can't understand it either. I can't understand the Trinity. I can't understand anything except what God tells me is true. And that's why we have the Scriptures. Jesus Christ is God. And He is the God-man. And He is the one that shed His blood on the cross of Calvary, perfect blood, sinless blood, so that you and I could be saved. And I am so glad that I can call Him Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the one who saves, the one who was to come, the God-man, the Almighty the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, that's my Jesus. I'm glad I worship the God of the Bible, who is a Trinity, who is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And if you are a Christian, that's what the Bible teaches. Now, we have not exhausted this subject, and I could teach further, but I think we're going to end this series here If you have questions, you're certainly welcome to contact us at Fundamental Baptist Church. We'd be glad to help you. Thank you for listening to the Fundamental Hour. We'll see you next week. God bless.